Happy Sunday, you all. It's time for another episode of Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit. Let's get our countdown going and let's see who's going to join us. We have a special, special, exciting show for you today and you're not going to want to miss a All right. Good morning and welcome. Good morning and welcome. Please be sure to go on over to the chat to say hello. Who are you? Where where are you chiming in from? We see we've got quite a few people that are already tuned in this morning. Welcome. Welcome and happy Sunday. You have tuned into another episode of Weightless in Mind, Body and Spirit with yours truly, Dr. Carol Penn. Actually, for real, triple board certified, first in family medicine, osteopathic manipulative, manipulative medicine, love that hands-on touch, and obesity medicine. I'm also a master movement meditation and mindset coach. And as of this past week, just drum roll, please, a three-time best-selling author of my book, a contributing author, and now my journal. So I'm super excited, still in that celebratory mode. And we are here today to just check it out. How can we be weightless in mind, body, and spirit when it comes to traveling? This is on everybody's mind. And I have, I'm going to just step out and say, I've got the world's expert. (laughs) waiting backstage to come to you and bring you this information. So, you know, how do we travel safely internationally? How do we travel safely nationally? How do we travel about safely even within our own communities? This is on everybody's mind. This is on everybody's mind. So I'm going to bring her on screen because I always like to kind of do my guests introduction when they are on screen because I love to watch their expressions and just, you know, feel their energy because I don't know, sometimes we just don't get acknowledged often enough. That's for all of us, for what we do and how we do it and when we do it. And I, I'm going to tell even the little backstory of how I met my superstar friend, Dr. Yvette McQueen. Dr. Yvette McQueen. She is the she's the chief the travel queen, honey. And even look, look at her last name. You know, God already knew. God already knew that Dr. Yvette McQueen, McQueen, we had to have that in there. Queen was going to be. Uh, just contributing to the world in a special way. So first of all, here's the, you know, sort of official intro, and then I'm going to tell a little story. So Dr. Yvette McQueen is a global physician on a mission to educate about health, travel, wellness, and disease prevention. She is an emergency medicine physician and travel doctor working as a physician across the U.S. and the Caribbean. Dr. McQueen also serves as a travel group physician, ensuring healthy and safe safe travel of the clients before and during their international trip. Dr. Mm-hmm. McQueen is a bestseller author, speaker, blogger, consultant, CPR, and first aid instructor, wilderness emergency care training, and international Um, facilitator teaching for the American Heart Association. She has traveled to 40 plus international countries for exploring, organizes medical missions to Africa, hospital training, teaching in Rwanda and Tanzania, and participates in international church missions. She also provides wellness lifestyle coaching, wellness retreats, and a board is and is a member of the board of directors member of the Wellness Tourism Association. And now for the backstory. So 
Um, when I was attending my, my business training as a doctor, wanting to learn about the business of medicine, something we really don't learn in medical school. I was at this conference and I was walking down the hallway to the conference location. And in one of the rooms on the side of this hallway, the medical moguls who were graduating that year were getting ready. They were getting their hair and makeup done. They were going to be presented on stage. And I was just, I, you know, I was there as a newbie. I, I knew nothing. I just knew their business, medical moguls. And I, I, I just wanted to, I knew I wanted to be in that room early. I just wanted to sit and soak it up. Well, the first, and I'm telling you again, her last name is McQueen. The first mogul I saw, my very first experience with someone graduating from an academy, training doctors in business was Dr. Yvette McQueen. The door opened and here this goddess came out and stepped into the hallway, resplendent in her purple, the makeup, the hair. She And she didn't look made up. She just looked regal. She was glowing. And I was like, OMG, what is going on up in here? Because again, you know, I'm, I'm just coming out of, you know, medical school residency, a uh, couple of years into practice. Doctors, you know, we weren't, you know, we weren't, we certainly, most of us weren't looking regal most of the time. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, no, just not knowing how to present ourselves. And we thought, you know, maybe, you know, just if we had on clean clothes and a white coat, <laughs> you know, that was good enough. So, you know, my first introduction to her, which is really just seeing her in her queenly essence. And I've never forgotten it. And since then, I'm beginning to know her over the years. So welcome, Dr. Yvette. Thank you for being here this morning. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for having me on your stage. Yes, indeed. Well, let's. I just want to welcome. We have quite a few people to welcome. So you will see that we have lots of exciting participation. There's going to be lots of questions. So welcome, Rebecca. Hashtag Meditation Nation. Hashtag Beloved Community. So we welcome Miss Rebecca, one of the nation's preeminent therapists. We met. Oh my goodness. We welcome Miss Victoria. She is on the continent. She is traveling. She's in Gambia this morning. So it's only there. So right after your own heart, Miss, she's one of the nation's preeminent occupational therapists. So we welcome her. We're excited to welcome Dr. Dietrich. We know who she is, America's relaxation doctor. My goodness. We welcome Miss Marianne Harrell. She is a preeminent executive from my hometown. We welcome Dr. Andrea. Yes, yes, yes. And we are in from Aaron. We know who Dr. Andrea is. We welcome Miss Rosemarie. Yes, I do remember you and welcome. Happy Sunday. We welcome my husband, Dr. Wu. Yes, we do. We welcome Miss Patricia. We welcome this this young lady has this we took our and we studied for and took our MCATs together. Wow. This is one of America's great financial brains here, right here, Miss Floor. Yes. So, you know, look at this. Oh, you know, who are all these people? Get up early on a Sunday morning. Good morning and welcome, Miss Linda. Hashtag Murray Grove. Good morning and welcome, Miss Mandy. Good morning, Dr. Erica. Hey, can anybody say psychiatry in the house? Good morning, Dr. Ken. Can anybody say psychiatry in the house? All right. All right, all right, all right. So let's go. Let's just jump right into it. Dr. Yvette, it's the question on all of our minds, all of our minds. Tell us how you got your passion behind getting into travel and safe travel, and then just keep, just keep rolling right into what's on all of our minds. Okay. So really, my passion started when I was a young child. 
Um, I came from a nice little Midwest town, you know, nice little Midwest, you know, middle income family. And I would love to explore. I was a library kid, explore in the encyclopedias and look at all the different places to go and look at the great pictures. And I would even go downtown and watch the planes take off and make my own story about where people were going. So when I got a chance to actually take a trip, I jumped on it. And that was when I was 14 years old. I belong to a Saturday show called the Big Blue Marble. This is taking us back, Big Blue Marble. And it was a pen pal. I had a pen pal from Germany and it was actually West Germany. So I'm dating myself. Uh, and we used to write letters to each other. And when I was 14 years old, my father said, why don't you go visit her? So I spent three weeks in West Germany. She lived in the Black Forest. So I flew into Switzerland. I was in France. We would bike to France. And yes, my first solo trip <laughs> was to international. It, the bug hit me. And I just continued to do that uh, travel off and on, especially until I became a doctor. And that's I'm an emergency doctor and I travel around the United States and the Caribbean working in different hospitals, what we call substitute doctors or local tenants. So I merge my passion for medicine along with travel. I get to see diverse people. I get to rack up points. I get to um, visit places I've never been before and also tour. Uh, so what I, so I decided to start helping travelers as, as anybody, you're on a trip, somebody gets sick, who do they come to? You're on a trip, they get sick, who do they come to? So I was like, you know what, let me just make this my business. So that's what I did. I, I decided to uh, make it my business to travel. I studied travel medicine, uh, some infectious disease, different things, but other just common things people don't think of uh, when they take trips. So that's why I end up writing a book about how to um, pack and what to pack, what to do, things like that. Fabulous, fabulous. So we have two people now. We have um, our dear Mr. Aubrey, who's on his way to St. Thomas. As One of my favorite St. Thomas, I work there. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And then we have uh, Miss Victoria, who's, you know, traveling on the continent. So how do we start to travel safely internationally during these COVID-19 times? Okay, so let's let's jump into it. The pandemic is not over, people. <laughs> it is not over. So Coronavirus, which is the virus behind COVID-19. So to, to tell about coronavirus is a virus that causes a syndrome called COVID-19. And that's where people actually get the disease or get the symptoms. So coronavirus is going to be around people. We can't, we can't kill viruses. It's going to be around for a while. And um, it's going to become an endemic like the influenza eventually. So, but the pandemic is still a, around. So what you need to do is travel. First of all, if you decide to travel, you need to decide your destination. Uh, am I going somewhere that's safe? So you can look at basically their COVID, what we call COVID rates. What are their rates for positive infections and hospitalizations? If it's greater than 10%, maybe you should consider going somewhere else. Uh, also, when you look at things like uh, your friend, you, oh, you're going to coast, um, Someone said they got sent to Costa Rica, but they're going to U U.S. Virgin Islands. So the U.S. Virgin Islands is part of the U.S., but they do require, along with Puerto Rico, require a, a PCR test 72 hours before you get there and land. And you have to upload the information on on their health site so that and you get a QR code to show when you land at the airport. So that's it. Research your destination, research their requirements, particularly if you're going to international with the requirements to get there. Now, everybody know as of January 26th this year, if you're traveling internationally and you return to the United States, you need a COVID test. But Puerto Rico, the US Virgin Islands are exempt that because guess what? It's the US. So you only need a test to get there and that's a PCR test or antigen test, not an antibody test. PCR or antigen test to say that you're negative because resources, even your young lady that's traveling in Gambia, 
So you got to think of these other countries. What are their healthcare resources? Do they have the resources to take care of infectious people? If there's an outbreak, and even if you're the source of it, and then you end up infecting 20 people, will the hospital system be able to take care of it? Last summer, I worked on St. Croix. Could we take care of some COVID patients? Yes, but the ICU only has you know 10 or 12 beds. We meet capacity. They only have so many ventilators. Don't infect the local if you know that you're sick. So that's what the whole point of the uh, international countries want you to know um, your your status before. It's just like, I'm sorry, like the HIV status. What's your status? What's your COVID status? They want to know before you get there. Okay, so research. Know what the, where your destination is. Research your destination. What is the healthcare system if you're going international? Second of all, you should be prepared if you are going to go international. I always tell people to get the medical travel insurance. Not just the travel insurance, the medical travel insurance. Because if you get sick while there or you get COVID positive while you're there, you can't return to the United States, you're going to have to be there for at least 10 to 14 days. So you medical travel insurance and watch the fine print because some of them have changed the rules. You'll have to either house yourself, allow yourself, know that you're going to be off of work um, and be able to take another test to get back here. If you get sick and need to be in the ICU or need to be medevaced back to the United States, and that's kind of hard to do now because of our bad capacity due to COVID. Um, to, to, even if you did, say you are ATV and you fell off and broke a leg and you want to come back to the United States, um, to fire up a medevac plane is at least $30,000. The plane, we're not talking about the supplies, the doctor, the equipment. So you need medical travel insurance. And I tell everybody that even pre-COVID. Yeah. Okay, so you get on the airplane. Um, the thing is to prepare going to the airport, the parking. Things, a lot of things have changed um, since pre-COVID traveling. Uh, airport parking is very limited. So I live here in Atlanta, world's busiest airport, and there used to be plenty of parking no matter what. I could drive up, drop my car off, take the shuttle. They haven't even reopened a year later. They haven't even reopened some of their airport parking. So sometimes I go there and drive around 20 minutes looking for parking. So you need to build that in. You need to build in time going through TSA, the greatest time to fly for less TSA uh, going through quickly is between Tuesday and Thursdays and Saturdays, but the 10 to 4 p.m. Early, everybody wants an early flight or everybody trying to get that late flight for business people. But if you go at 10 o'clock in the, in the morning, I breeze through. I can go through in about five minutes, literally, on a Tuesday or Wednesday or a Thursday or a Saturday morning. Because people will like to travel if they're doing their summer vacation Sunday to Sunday. They like to do that. Um, so rental cars this summer, one of the things about rental cars, there's a shortage of rental cars. All the rental agencies got rid of 50% of their of their, their fleet. They really did uh, because they're like, cars are sitting here. We're wasting money. Let's get rid of them. They sold them off. And even my sister was just in Maui last week. She said there was no rental cars even on the island of Maui. They had got rid of all of them. So they had to be taxi. Um, so if you are... Or want to have a rental car, make sure you not only make your reservation because people are re making reservations and not getting a car. I would just pay ahead, do the prepay so that you know that you've got to have a car. They got to guarantee you. If they got your money, they got to guarantee you a car and do your car. And they can't replace the cars because what? What did COVID do? This is a, 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 a domino effect. The chip the, in, in Japan, they make a chip for the cars. And because of that, there's a shortage of it, and they can't make a lot of new cars, so the rental cars can't buy new cars. Imagine that. That's going to affect your travel. I get on a plane, and I do everything I used to do pre-COVID because I traveled every week, so I had to stay well. So I, I don't wear a bunny suit. I don't wear a bunny suit or anything. You don't need that. It's not contact anymore. We know what to do it. But you know what you need to do? You need to wear your mask. You may wear a mask, please. And it's actually a federal requirement now. 
So you're wearing a mask. And sometimes I wear a double mask. Um, I wear like I'm working, like an N95, and then another mask on top of that. Just because I don't trust people. Other people may say they're negative and they're sick. Because I've known patients that say, you know what? I was in Miami and I flew home because I was sick. And guess what? It was COVID positive. But I get in and I just wipe the high contact area. Same thing with rental cars. Wipe the high contact areas like the key fob, the steering wheel, the brake, the, the, the turn signal. Same thing with hotels. Hotels are wonderful. So the one thing COVID has brought out is the airplanes and the hotels are cleaning massively what they weren't doing. And the, and the hotels are using a hospital-grade cleaner now, which I appreciate, okay? So they're cleaning it, and they're putting, like, little seals on the door before you go in to let no one has entered since they cleaned it. So just clean, wipe off the high-contact area, like the remote and the, and the light fixtures and the handles and things like that. You can take your sprays if you want to, um, but they, I feel very comfortable with hotels. They're not clean. They don't have maid service every day. Check your hotel uh, franchise, what they're doing. They'll leave towels for you. Uh, a lot of them do the drop and go room service where they drop it outside. Um, but they're, they're coming, it, travel's coming back to life. Did that answer a lot of your questions? <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. So we have from Miss Patricia, yeah. safest way to prep before you fly. And then after you fly, take any supplements, airborne, vitamin C, echinacea, juicing, and rest are things I did pre-COVID. Now I'd be sanitizing plane seat tray, double mask, wash hands, anything else I could do to stay okay. safe. So this is like, I think she's talking about even prepping your immune system. <laughs> that's it. Prep it. So that's a, that's a natural travel, no matter where you go on pre-COVID, COVID, whatever. So your immune system, if your immune system is down, you're more susceptible to get the disease or any any disease, whether it's a cold, flu, whatever. Um, what I usually, I tell people one of the two things, two things, hydration and sleep. Those are the two things for greatest for travel. One, don't try staying up the night before packing. If I know I'm going somewhere, open a suitcase the week before and just start throwing things in so that I don't forget it. A lot of people say up, uh, they stay up the night before they're packing, even if they're driving, which is not good. Um, <laughs> and they, their immune system, every adult needs seven to eight hours average of sleep. So when you're not getting that, you're reducing your immune system, you're increasing your stress hormone, which is cortisol, uh, which in, reduces your immune system. So yes, you could take, if you take your supplements, that's fine. Your vitamin C, your zinc and all that, that's up to you. Um, but sleep and hydration, stay hydrated. I tell people to hydrate before, during and after the trip. Because just traveling dehydrates you, whether it's the, the uh, atmosphere in the plane, whether it's traveling and you're in a car, you're not drinking or not enough because you're afraid to have to go to the bathroom. Some people do that. They just won't drink. So stay well hydrated. Um, so that's what you do. Now that, now like I say on the plane, they're just, they even cleaning the trays. They're doing wipe downs. They used to just pick up the junk, but they're doing wipe downs now. So I... Well, I, the planes I get on, I hear some of them are cutting back, but I, I'm not a representative of anyone, so I'm not going to call out any airline names, but you know I'm in, in Atlanta. So they've been doing a good job. That, that, that airline's been doing a good job. It's, you know, so it's interesting. I actually flew once during the pandemic, and I have to say, I've been flying since I was five years old now. I, I but I will say that this particular airline it it could have passed the white glove test. I had said, well, what was I flying on before? You know, it must have been because it, mm -hmm. it, it was pristine. It was glowing. It was glowing. And this was before you know they weren't filling the middle seat. So mm -hmm. going and coming, I actually ended up with a, an entire row to myself. So. You know, that's changing now as they're starting to fill the planes up again. But I was impressed. I felt, I was like, mm, if this is what it is today, what was it before? Question, right. question. But it, it was really, I felt completely safe. It was really fantastic. And, you know, people were behaving. They did have their mask on. They were being, you know, very vigilant about social distancing. And I think that's something that, you know, common sense, you have to, 
be aware of that. And just because you see somebody else not doing it, that doesn't mean it's okay for you to behave in that way. So, you know, I'll be um, going to venture out again. So not entirely sure, um, you know, what to expect, but I know I'm going to be following every one of these uh, rules. So a couple of people have commented that they had never heard of medical travel insurance before. So what are some of the companies that provide medical travel insurance? And, and, you know, what are some of the fine points of how that differs from travel insurance? Okay. So regular travel insurance, you know, when you get your airline ticket or your train ticket, they say, do you want to cover this with travel insurance? Guarantee it. Uh, and you'll check. Yes. A little box and add like $15 to the ticket, whatever that just covers loss of bags, delay a bag, things like that. If you want to dig deeper into the travel insurance, uh, you have to add the medical writer, the medical component and all of them carry it. They just don't tell you about it. Alliance, Travel X, even if you have an American Express, American Express coverage. So what you need to do is go and say you want to get the medical travel insurance and they don't go by your disease or your, if you have disorder, it goes by um, it goes by your age, believe it or not. So uh, I remember I went on a cruise a few years ago. And I went with my father and aunts and all of them were over 70. I was like, oh, this medical travel is a little bit higher than mine. <laughs> but I wouldn't have paid it because I didn't want to be out in the ocean. Something happened to an 80-year-old. And guess what? They helicopter them off. And you got to pay for that. So um, you and you can get you can get it's according to the price of your trip. Um, it's according to uh, where you're going. And you can get different type, like um, you can get to just the airy trip. If I say, if you're a, a frequent flyer like me, I get the annual. I get the annual um, uh, travel insurance and the medical travel insurance that covers me domestically in the United States and internationally. So if you do more than two um, international trips a year, it pays for itself to get an annual. You can get the student one if you're a student abroad. You can get a mission one. You can get an adventure one, because if you say you're going to be doing all these adventure things, they're going to, you, they're going to charge you more if you're going skydiving and a few other things. So, <laughs> so that's how it's different. It's actually a different writer to the, so you could just type in medical travel insurance. Uh, like I said, Alliance, World Nomads, Travel X, American Express, it's out there. Um, you can find it. And it's just a reasonable cost. It's a, you could pay like maybe $80 or $150. It's just a one-time fee for it. Uh, but if you're going to, if anything happens, you got to pay thirty dollars or $40,000 to get home. Now, you even may have looked back on it. This And some of these hospitals will keep you hostage, okay? So international healthcare system hospitals do not have to take your medical insurance. Aetna, Blue Cross, Medicare, Medicaid, they don't take that. They want you to pay up front. So that's another thing. When people travel internationally, I tell them they should have an empty credit card just in case something happened because they want you to pay ahead of time. They'll keep your passport. They keep you hostage until you can pay your bill. Yikes. <laughs> All right. So now so many of us uh, got into do-it-yourself travel with the new rules and regulations. Do you recommend working with a reputable travel agent? Oh, yes. So, yeah, we're all used to, oh, I can go to the Internet and do this myself and I can find my, you know, um, excursions, which is great. You know, it got to that point. But like you said, especially if you're international, in the United States, you can probably handle it. If you're going international and anything happens where a lot of these resorts and things are saying, yes, we're giving you the COVID test. But I had some friends that was just in Tanzania. So they was in Tanzania. They was do it yourself. And they were offering the test. But by the time the clinic turned around the test, they're 72 hours out and they missed their flight because the airline wouldn't let them go in. So your uh, travel agent will be able to arrange things for you. Uh, they have connections with different vendors and hosts and wherever you go. And I, yes, I would suggest a travel agent. Most travel agents don't charge you. They're getting money back from where they send you. They're getting the commission. So just think about that. 
Excellent. So, so here's a question. Um, if you do get sick, especially out of the country, what are reputable resources to check the doctor's hospital or medic center credentials? Me. <laughs> That's what I do. So as a concierge travel medicine physician, I provide a service, protect a service to particularly to uh, frequent travelers, professionals, executives, uh, but also ordinary people. It can be either a monthly subscription plan, a retainer plan, or a one-time visit to check their credentials. So one of the hottest things now is medical tourism. And I offer services where people are going to other countries, getting their hip surgeries and their knee surgeries and their, you know, DR is, or Dominican Republic is famous for doing the plastic surgery ones because I know several people that go there. Um, so uh, we, there are services to investigate people. Now, um, if you are in a country and you do get sick, you're in a country and you, you wasn't planning to get sick or you didn't, you know, the best source I would say is the U.S. Embassy or the U.S. Consulate at that point. If they're open, you got to remember they're Monday through Friday joint. So <laughs> daytime. But if you get sick, uh, either the hotel you're at, you, you hit the concierge and say, you know what? I'm sick. Where's a good hospital? What's an American speaking hospital? Calls the U.S. Embassy to help you out. They'll have a list of it, of the hospitals that, that are reparable to go to. Uh, outside of that is basically word of mouth and hopefully someone will help you or, you know, I'm on EvetteMcQueenMD.com. I'm on Wi-Fi. <laughs> you can say, can you check this out for me? And I, that's what I do. Um, I check out. I had a friend. She was in Italy. She was sick. She couldn't get one. She couldn't get on a plane because she was so sick. So and a lot of people think that, oh, I don't have the money to do it because she didn't do the medical travel insurance. But you can think we go to the hospital here in the United States and the ER will cost us thousands of dollars where you can go somewhere easily when you internationally get IV for like $150 and be done. And she just had to go to the hospital, get some IV treatment, stop eating the oysters. And I wrote her fit to fly um, letter that she could give to the, to the airline so she can get back home. Wow. So a lot to it, a lot to it. So here from Ms. Floor, American Airlines so far allowing us to postpone your trip until the last day of March for any flight that was canceled due to COVID. Do you believe things will be substantially safer by 3-2022? Yes. So things are a little bit safer now. And a lot of the countries uh, are opening back up to Americans. They just can't trust Americans. <laughs> but they're opening it back up to Americans as uh, long as you have your PCR saying it was negative. And also a lot of like um, Iceland is one that they they live on tourism. Iceland live on tourism. But they say if you're vaccinated, you can come and not have to quarantine. They uh, Some of the countries do say vaccination card and when you land, get another test. You, you stay somewhere for like two or four hours for the test to come back. And if you come back negative, they're fine. Positive, they send you back to America. Now, there has been incidents. I've seen that people are trying to buy vaccination cards. Black market. Yep. People find, yes. Yes. People find ways of making money. There's a black market selling vaccinated card, vaccine cards. Don't do it because you are putting that healthcare system at risk. Oh, my goodness. Craziness. Craziness. But always right, right? So here's another question. Where can you get the PCR test? So the are you talking if you're talking in the United States, that's any of the COVID tests. The COVID make sure it's PCR test. Right. PCR test. They'll say, and when you get your results, they'll say PCR test was this polychain, polymester, whatever it is. Polymerase. Right. So, um, you know, they have the, if they say rapid test, make sure it's a PCR test because there's the rapid one. Or most of them are a 48 to 72 hour turnaround at, you know, Walgreens, CVS, any of that. Oh, if you go to Hawaii too. So check, when I say check your destination, like if you go to Hawaii, Hawaii will only take the test for certain places. So it just won't just random. There's also um, concierge services out there for, that will come to your home and do your test. When uh, I start, 
I started traveling again last May because I had to travel for work. I had to work. Uh, at that point, the tests were taking a week to two weeks. I could, you know, I needed the test. So I actually hired someone to come to my house, take the test. They got me the test results in 72 hours. So most tests are um, you get back and forth uh, either two to three hours or two to three days. Now they were supposed to come out with a home COVID test. It was supposed to come out where you could buy it on your drugstore. It's not out yet. They do have the home test where you can buy it. It's sent to your home. You take it, but you still have to send it back out or drop it off at a lab. Um, so you do have that that option. Um, but the great thing is if when they finally come out with a home one that you can like just do it yourself, that would be great. So, so here's something else. Now, I'm just reflecting back to when I was doing a lot of international consulting work. So a lot of people aren't aware, even aware of travel medicine specialties. But back in the day, so for me, this is going back 30 years, I had a fabulous travel medicine doc because I was traveling to countries where you needed special vaccination. So I'm working on the continent. I'm working in Asia and, you know, he just, he just kept me together. I'll never forget Dr. Lee. And they're also now uh, companies that have grown up that that's their specialty. So a lot of times you can look in your area under travel medicine and they can take you step by step because it's not only COVID-19. Sometimes we need other vaccinations and medications. Is that not true when we're traveling internationally? We can't forget about the rest of it. Right. So most major cities have what they call a travel clinic um, that you can go to. Uh, now, the appointments will vary. Um, so and they have people like me who is a travel medicine doctor who will do it individually for you. So, yes, uh, particularly if you're going to some of the third world countries or we call the underserved countries, you need yellow fever. So yellow fever is a one time vaccine, but your normal doctor will not cover that. You, uh, if you're traveling to Southeast Asia, they tell you to look out for Japanese encephalitis. They're going to uh, give you a vaccine for that and give you some pre-medication for that. Um, pre-medication for malaria. There's what we call the malaria belt along the equator uh, from the tropic, uh, the, the, uh, the tropic of Capricorn to the Tropic of Cancer. It's called the, a, the malaria belt. That's where you're more susceptible to malaria. We're going to tell you to take some pre-malaria medicine. We'll, we'll even um, give you a prescription for pre-traveler's um, diarrhea. You know, the traveler's diarrhea that you can get from several things from, you know, eating the, the strawberries and lettuce. So one of the things about in underserved countries, I know a lot of people like to eat street food, things like that, but you don't. <laughs> Want, and they say, oh, don't drink the water. And But people forget that and get and drinks with ice. So make sure you're not drinking things with ice in it. Or I don't eat salads when I'm in those countries because guess what they wash the salads with? Exactly. <laughs> so now, so you don't, so your system, yes, they're drinking the water, but your system, your GI system is not used to the bacteria that's in their water. So that's why people end up getting traveler's diarrhea whether it's from E. coli or something else, and also walking barefoot. I'm just saying it's because people go, it's the summertime, people are ready to go out, they're going to be walking barefoot. Where, make sure you you get swim shoes or flip-flops, things, flip-flops for showers, um, because sometimes the drainage system, and guess what you pick up? Worms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, so it's, a lot of people don't think about these things, mm -hmm. but they take them for granted. So in, in some ways, I feel very fortunate. I actually finished high school in Indonesia. So I started being prepped for all of these things <laughs> when I was a teenager, you know, and, you know, yeah. my parents were largely responsible for making sure that I was safe and protected. And then when I was uh, started my life as an international consultant, I was consulting primarily in in Asian countries. Okay. So, and, and it's like, I said, people just don't know these things. They just don't. But I can tell you, international travel has changed my life and has forever changed my perspective. And I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. And I encourage it 
highly, highly, highly. So here's something else. Here's a, a common thing. I, I've seen seen this on Facebook. So Miss Patricia is saying, don't post a picture of your vaccination card online. That's how a lot of them are being copied and sold. Yes. Plus your date of birth is on it, which opens you up for ID theft. Yeah. yeah. People holding up their vaccination. It's like, hello. People don't have common sense about their own safety <laughs> regarding, and that's supposed to be your protected health information, which you are now, you yourself are putting out for anybody on the internet to see. So, you know, common thing, don't, you know, you could celebrate being vaccinated, but please don't hold up your card and all this kind of stuff. Right. We were doing that. And then a lot of people did either white it out or put their finger there. But what the biggest thing is people are copying and pasting just the, the vaccination date and the, the little code number, the type of lot number. That's what they're making the, the black market cards out of. Craziness. So, yeah. So thank you, Dr. Andrea, for posting these reminders Um for you. And yes, yes, yes. So yeah, you don't want to bring home any parasites. No. Been there, done that. And again, it was after, you know, being, I was, I was in Indonesia for four months. I was a 17 year old teenager. And the sneaky way they get you is that, oh, you forget and you brush your teeth. What? With the water running out the fire. You can't, you have to use the bottled water to brush your teeth. That's an yes. important, important thing. For these are... Yeah. Yes. The disposable, throw them away. So now listen. So Dr. Yvette has offered to do a giveaway for us. She has a fantastic, fantastic Mother's Day giveaway. So I'm going to go post it up here where you could go and you can find out what's in that box. And you can also stressandwellnessbox.com. You can also go there and look at it. So, but so Dr. Yvette, what is in this box? Why might someone want to win this prize today? Okay. So um, I'm also a wellness lifestyle coach and I, and I'm a board member for the wellness tourism and wellness tourism is about uh, you becoming your wellness, taking your wellness, your health. Wellness is a quality of life. So it's, you know, we're getting back into that and that the rat race. And one thing COVID did was slow us down. So it's about wellness. And that's once again, merging my wellness and travel <laughs> because people go there. So um, I'm investigating or I'm curating a uh, actually wellness subscription box. So this is my trial run. And I said, well, let me offer something for mothers. You know, females, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to feel love. So I have a wellness, uh, Mother's Day wellness box, limited edition. So the things that's inside of it. Okay, let me see. This is a satin um, pillowcase and eye rest. And so, because you know what? The satin, when you're laying on it, you don't want to wrinkle your skin because they always, I think someone, someone, some of the, one of the stars says she always take her satin pillowcase on the plane. You wake up fresh. Tea drops. These are the tea, compressed tea leaves that you just drop into hot water um, where you don't have to have a tea bag if you're going to go. These are some moist towels scented in lemon and lavender. This is organic soap by the company Rose and Bee. One of my physician friends makes this. This is one of my products. It's called Revers. It's dreams of French. It's a wonderless escape mist. Lavender escape mist. Smell lavender, okay? Uh, of course, women always love chocolates. And I have the um, aromatherapy uh bracelet so this has the shakara beads along with lava beads and you put essential oils there and you can have essential oils with you all day long just at night and of course a mother always needs signs welcome or i'm at peace in my wellness right now so that's my box oh that's beautiful and what's the value oh the value is 175 Act beautiful, beautiful. So this is quite a lovely gift to give to 
and you can go there and you can find out, you know, the pricing and all like that. But it's a wonderful gift to give to yourself. So I want you all to hang out to the end of the show. I'm going to ask a question. The first one with fast fingers in the chat is going to win this prize. So the first one. So be ready with fast fingers to win this prize. So I'm going to be asking a question. So, you know, Dr. Yvette is, you know, she really, she's a serial entrepreneur. She has, besides her concierge practice, beside all the things that I read about in her just incredible bio, one of the other things that she does, she's a best-selling author. She even has a travel kit. Now, I want you to screenshot this next, because if you want her travel kit, you go to Dr. Travel Queen. Yes, Queen, right? DrTravelQueen.com. And you can check out all her books there and you can check out her travel kit. So this is the other thing. So, so the, the second larger than life encounter that I had with Dr. Yvette was at the National Medical Association conference a few years ago. And there she was. They have a, a wonderful section where any published authors from that are members of the NMA have an author section. So you could go there, you could talk to the authors, you could get a signed autographed copy of their books, you could find out how they got published. And that this was before I published my first book, which became a bestseller. So I was like, you know, I was like rock star struck. Oh my goodness. And there she, you know, with the banner, the, you know, the larger than life banner. There we are with a, a banner, you know, on the table showing the, I had, you know, the cloth with the branded name on it, the colors. And there she was again in that regal purple. And I could actually approach her and talk to a published best-selling author. So that was my second close encounter with Dr. Yvette. And it was, and again, it was just, you know, I, I was just so in, incredibly inspired and uplifted. You know, sometimes you have to see yourself or that which is like you before you can opt in and believe in yourself. So thank you, Dr. Yvette, for being someone that I could look to and I could see possibility for myself. You're welcome. That's why we're here, right? We're here to represent. And it, it was just, I'm telling you, it was like, and, and maybe, and sometimes you don't always get a chance to talk to a person who inspired you to say, you know, I caught a, a, caught a glimmer of what could be. And I don't think she had any idea. Or maybe in that moment that, you know, those words, that exchange, that openness, just, you know, seeing the book, you know, here's somebody who loved travel and had taken her love for travel and 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 provided, I won't even say, yes, it's a business, but really a service, really a service. And it made me think back, and I had such gratitude back in the day when I was, you know, this is my first career as a dancer, and I was a consultant for the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts. And I thought back in the day to Dr. Lee, you know, he's the only travel doctor I had ever, and he had a very small practice which he just catered to people. Of course, he's in Washington, D.C. So, of course, he had a, you know, a bunch of diplomats and all like this. It was, you know, those that was his clientele. Those were his patients. And then along comes, here we go, 20, 30 years later, fast forward, Dr. Yvette. And I'm like, Dr. Yvette, she doing the day gone thing with Trout. So very impressive, very impressive. Thank so, you. Tell us a little bit, is there anything else I left out in terms of what you could find over on, you know, drtravelqueen.com? And I'm going to go check the comments here. So uh, yeah, I'll try to see if there was any more questions. Uh, let's see. Uh, over, well, Dr. Travel Queen, you know, like you said, my book, I wrote a book, Travelpedia, a guide uh, to efficiently travel healthy and safely. That was, and it's, it could actually do the inexperienced traveler. It could take you from couch to, to travel, to getting a passport, traveler with toddlers. And all the pictures in the book are authentically mine. I, I love to take the pictures. 
Um, so that's to give people, and I just wanted to share that information. I actually have a new one coming out next month called Travel 911, um, a health guide for adventures, where it actually talks about it specifically for um, medical disorders you run across the travel. It talks about jet lag and travel's diarrhea, but it also talks about, you know, um, high altitude sickness, which I experienced. <laughs> and then the things to prevent it. So it's not just talking about, it's like, these are things to prevent if you know you're going to be doing Machu Picchu in Peru. You know, if you, it, and it doesn't have to be the Peru. I got high altitude sickness in New Mexico, okay? Because I went to the continent, I live sea level. I went up to 7,500 feet. You, there's peaks in Colorado that are 14,000 feet. I was talking to some of the workers there and they always have to take people down the mountain. So it's not just international. And uh, wilderness medicine, people like going hiking. So there's a first aid chapter in there to say, if I'm hiking and I twist my ankle and no one's around, what do I do? You put two sticks together, take a scarf or a belt, and you <laughs> wrap it around and keep on going until you get to the signal. Because there's places in the United States that don't have phone signal. <laughs> Yes, there are. Yes, there are. So that's the book that's coming up. And then, you know, my other little miscellaneous thing. I have a journal, an inspirational journal of all my cloud pictures from the plane. And um, like you said, my travel kit and things like that. One thing I did want to say about bringing parasites home, people, um, we were talking about that. So you we're thinking about health, but don't forget little crawly things like to crawl into your, your suitcase and items. So be careful where you place in your suitcase when you're we're somewhere. I try, I try never to place it on the ground. I'll place it on a desk or table or something like that. And then when I get home, I usually leave it outside in the garage and open it up. And if they need to come out, they come out there and not in my house. And how long do you recommend leaving your suitcase out, outside? <laughs> well, it depends on you. Uh, some people leave it out there and unpack. So I've, I've actually unpacked where I take the clothes out and I shake it out and then bring the clothes and put them directly in the washer and then spray down the luggage. Um, I've done that. Um, unfortunately, sometimes I'm just one of those packers that leaves suitcase packs for a while. So it could be there for a couple of weeks, maybe. Yes, yes. But if you yes. need your clothes unpack it, shake your clothes out, make sure you shake your clothes out. Um, and then just take them directly to the washer and then spray down your, um, your suitcase. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So, so we have a question, any different tips for traveling on a cruise ship? Okay. So this is what's so wonderful. The cruises now, and I'm just, I'm just going to say there's a couple states are actually suing the CDC because the CDC it's still not letting cruises port at the United States right now. They just don't, they're not going to just take that right now. So um, the cruises, most cruises, you know, like Royal Caribbean, Carnival, Norwegian, they're all leaving from the Bahamas, the Bermuda, um, Jamaica, and I think St. Martin are the ports. So if you want to take a cruise, you're going to have to fly internationally and pick it up from there. Uh, not even Puerto Rico, because once again, Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory. Um, the cruises, uh, you have to be vaccinated. So you have to be vaccinated. You have to have a negative PCR test. They even test you on the on the cruise. And all their crew members, they say, will be vaccinated. One good thing I saw recently was they're restarting river cruises. So that's a consideration because you're not in the middle of ocean. You're not out there. So river cruises... Um, and they even have river cruises in the United States. Did you know that? They do. They have river cruises in the United States. So consider that because you're always close to land and can always get off. Beautiful. So another question here. Does the jet lag diet or homeopathic remedies work for jet lag? Okay. I don't know what the jet lag diet is. I'm not even going to try to tell you I do. <laughs> All I know is um, hydration, hydration, hydration. So that helps with getting you sleep ahead of time and hydration helps with jet lag. Um, also, I tell people um, I, I I don't eat high carbs um, if I'm going. So jet lag occurs if you're changing two time zones. OK, so think about it. you changing two time zones. 
even going from east coast to west coast to west coast to east coast of the united states you will experience jet lag so uh i don't do high fat high carb diets uh to reduce jet lag i um i hydrate a lot for to reduce jet lag and i do if you say homeopathic one of the things i do think is grounding uh, my friend she i don't know if she's been on here dr sam <laughs> but she's taught me this grounding and that's actually when you get to your destination you put your feet on the ground of that but they also use this for like autistic children too so mm -hmm. and they found it's very helpful to put your feet on the ground of the destination you are so you're actually touching that ground and just avoid you know avoid rocks and glass and other things i would do it safely like on grass or something like that but yeah Absolutely. Well, as always, the time flies by. So I'm going to drop the question. I'm going to say the question. Now get your fingers ready because the first one to respond, we're going to get your, you know, information. Well, I'm going to actually, we'll have you, um, do you want them to just to email you directly? Dr. Yvette or go on yes. your website. So you're going to go on Dr. Yvette's website. Um, and you want them to go on Dr. Travel Queen or no, go to Yvette McQueen MD. All right. So I'll put that back up. Okay. Let me see. We're going to go to this one and she's going to send you. And did you see Dr. Andre? She already bought two for her sister and her mother. I know. That's my girl. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, so stressandwellness.com. All right. Here we go. Fast fingers, you all. The question is, what kind of COVID testing do you need to get for international travel? What kind of COVID testing do you need to get for international travel? Put it, answer, answer, answer. Who's going to be the first one? Who remember? Oh, we got somebody. We got somebody. Yes, indeed. Yes. And let, ooh, let me see. Let me see. Oh, my goodness. So the first one is Miss Patricia. Yes, congratulations. Hey. So Miss we got some other people. Miss Patricia was on the ready. So you are going to go where, Miss Patricia? Here we go. www.evetmcqueenmd.com. And there you can find out how to connect with Dr. Yvette herself. Who knows? You might get the rock star author because I just like, when I'm in her presence, I just go, oh. <laughs> yeah, so go in there and hit the contact button and when you, it'll come to my email and just say, hey, I want it, and I got your name, Patricia. Just put it, I want it on a Dr. Carol show. There we go, there we go. So listen, you all, I want to wish you just safe travel. I want to encourage you to travel. And I want everyone to understand, and I believe Dr. Yvette does also, this, the pandemic, A, first of all, the pandemic's not over. No. So we haven't, we're, I don't know how close we are to herd immunity, but we're not there yet. We do have steps to get vaccinated. But in the meantime, you want to use common sense. You want to mask and you want to double mask in certain situations, particularly when you're not going to be able to keep six feet apart. You want to be cognizant of hand washing, hand sanitize until you can get to some soap and water. So hand, I'll say call it hand hygiene. Mm -hmm. So masking hand hygiene, social distancing whenever possible, common sense, continue to protect yourself and your loved ones. There's no reason why you can't start to move about safely. And, you know, it's, it's important and it's important to have these updates. And I, I'm going to ask if Dr. Yvette will from time to time come on and give us an update so yeah. we can be safe. And then you can also reach out to her because those of you that travel a lot, <laughs> let me tell you, you need to have a travel doc on speed dial. Because it, and it's interesting, travel doctors were practicing almost like concierge type medicine before that was even a thing or a word. Because yes. I remember I had Dr. Lee's, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to date myself. It was a rotary doctor. I had his home phone number, you know. 
<laughs> Hello, you know, and, you know, to make sure because I was, I was traveling to China, Egypt, Singapore, Hong Kong, you know, just need, you know, needed to know getting and having to get certain blood titers drawn, all that kind of thing. So listen, so we're getting, yes, lots of thanks. Thanks for sharing time and knowledge. Yes, yes, thanks. Thank you. Excellent, helpful information. I'm going to share this with all friends. Yes, do share widely. Share this. People need to know this information. Share this widely with your sphere of influence. Just hit share. Sharing is really caring in this case. Yes, yes, yes. Lots of gratitude and Thanks. We have reached that nine o'clock hour. Please join me during the week, Monday through Thursday on Meditation in a Time of Madness, the morning show. Tomorrow morning on Take Measure of Meditation Monday, we'll do a recap of today's show because i'm telling you this is this has been chock full and i just want to thank my guest my superstar superhero friend my someone who inspires me she, she also is you know the master on cme when you're trying to do cme courses so those of you that want to reach out those of you like miss rebecca you know getting into doing course design and whatnot you want to be in touch with her Excellent, excellent, excellent. So, Dr. Yvette, have the last word. Send these people out here safely. Thank you for joining us. Peace, love, stay safe, travel well. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm going to meet her backstage in the green room. And you all have a fabulous, fabulous day. And I will see you during the week. All right. Thank you so much. See you next time. Oh, and next Sunday, our special guest is Dr. Rita Anita Langer. You're going to want to meet her. You're going to want to meet here. We're going to talk about a lot of things globally. We're going to talk about how racism erodes the mind, body, and spirit of all of us. So don't miss that show with Dr. Rita Anita Linger. All right, see you next Sunday and see you during the week.